the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the best of investing on AM 1220 KDOW, the show that brings you valuable information about real estate, the financial markets, and other economic business of the day. Your host, Edward Brown, is a nationally recognized expert on money and investing who has appeared on CNN and has published numerous articles in national business magazines and newspapers. Now, your host for the best of investing, Edward Brown. Welcome. You're listening to The Best of Investing. I'm your host, Edward Brown, along with my co-host, Nam Fon of Pacific Private Money, another co-host, Matt Cordes of Pacific Private Money. Our number is 888-912-1190. Use that number to answer the trivia questions for a five-pack tanning certificate given away during this show. And the certificates are not sponsored by the radio station, but by Tan Bella Tanning Salon with two locations in San Francisco and one in Marin. Today's trivia theme is, Do You Know Your Actors? And today we also have a special guest, appraiser Bruce Ford. Uh, Bruce, welcome to The Best of Investing. I'm so glad to be here. Thank you. Hey, Bruce. Um, we met several months ago at this point. It was uh, at the Petaluma Norbar um, Realtor Association event. Correct. You gave a great presentation about uh, what's going on in the North Bay with the fires. Yes. Um, and it was, it was really interesting to hear about not only, you know, values, but about at the time there were, there's two areas, Coffee Park and Fountain Grove, and how the... Uh, claims have not been settled or the degree to which they're settled. It's like 60-some-odd percent at the time. It was Correct. two months ago. Has that changed? As far as I know, no. Um, just to give you some background, I've been appraising 26 years. I'm a third-generation native Californian, and I, I am in Petaluma, California, but I specialize in Marin, Sonoma, and Napa. So I know these three markets really, really well, and I grew up in Marin County. So to give you some background, the, the prices have continued to change and flux, particularly in Fountain Grove. We're seeing some downward pressure because of the amount of listings that are in that market. In Coffee Park, I think it, it's a stronger market because it's mm-hmm. a level playing field. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> but it's got curbs and it's got mm-hmm. sidewalks and you have underground utilities and the infrastructure is there and it's close to downtown. It's close to the freeway. Fountain Grove's problem is you have an elevated sites. Uh, many people do want the engineering costs are higher, mm-hmm. architectural costs are higher. There is motivation for people to come back into that market. But um, at that time, I talked about life passage. If you're an empty nester, right. you may not want to rebuild. You may want to take your insurance Well, company. also, uh, Fountain Grove's how much more expensive than Coffee Park? Literally 30 to 40 percent yeah, more. Yeah, so isn't that also part of the equation? That is very okay. much part of the equation. So if interest rates continue to rise for the remainder of the year, there'll be a challenge for builders to get to actually participate, and it'll be a challenge for homeowners who want to continue to rebuild and get in there because it's going to cost them more in the long run. Not only is the land more expensive, but the rebuild is going to be more expensive because the Houses are typically much bigger up there. Right. And so commodity costs continue to rise. Commodity costs? The the, the lumber. The lumber. The drywall. The screws. Why is that? Well, Well, 
Supply and demand, baby. Supply and demand. So <laughs> I can answer that question. No, right? I know I'm that. <laughs> I'm asking generally because the demand is not just coming from the North Bay. That's right? correct. So yeah. we're actually, we're in this trifecta, I'll say five-fecta okay. of disaster zones. Uh, Puerto Rico, Miami, Houston, Ventura, oh, yeah. Santa Barbara, all these and including the other regular growth industries that were, you know, who are building new homes. Yeah. So mm-hmm. all these things are meeting at this particularly weird point where the labor is struggling, but the, the copper wire, the drywall, yeah, right. the lumber, there's a united, unified demand that's pushing prices up. What percentage have they increased on, on average? I can't answer that. I don't have that figure in front of me. But I want to say at least 20%. Yeah. Has there been a period of time in the last 20 years where those those, um, values have actually gone down? You mean like like rubber being cheaper than it is? Yeah. 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 Every every year that I can remember, it's just been more and more and more and more. Uh, I think there was a short period of time, probably during you know 2011, and, mm-hmm. you know, right? It, yeah. And labor costs too were probably down then. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's the other thing too is the labor, the that's labor right. force. Right. That's yeah. it. So labor costs, you know, cost of living obviously higher. Mm-hmm. Five of the top ten cost of highest cost of living markets are in California. Right. So those people who work here, you know, let's say you're in the trades and you're plumbing, electricity, or you're a frame or whatever, you're paying higher taxes, you're paying uh, higher for gas. Right. You know, I think we probably have the highest gas costs yeah. in the nation. And all, the, all, these are, all these elements are pushing our rebuild costs higher. So I look to uh, uh, opportunity costs and uh, who's your end market? Who's going to actually buy this rebuild home that you're actually right. building? And is that price point within reach of your average buyer? Okay. Right. The coffee, uh, the Fountain Grove market was always a high end market. Mm-hmm. It always, I was there when they were rebuilding like the last phase, you know, and I was working for a bank at the time. And I always struck me that, you know, those particular buyers there was a move-up market and to mm-hmm. know which to your listener move-up market is one there somebody's actually bought their first home and they're moving up to their second mm. either yeah. they have another child they need more room or they're tired of their old neighborhood maybe they're moving into a better school district okay these yeah. are all forces that keep the thing going right. in terms of making sure that the the it's an attainable thing, mm-hmm. but it's, you know, it's a goal. I mean, people right. want to always move to a better place. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right uh, Bruce, stay with us. Uh, we're going to cut to our first commercial break. Uh, here's the first trivia question. The theme is, do you know your actors? All right. Which actor did not survive the Magnificent Seven movie, but did survive the Dirty Dozen movie so this actor was in both movies he died in the magnificent seven but he did survive in the dirty dozen all right uh we want you to call 888-912-1190 if you're the first caller with the correct answer you're going to win the free tanning certificate which is worth over a hundred dollars don't touch that dial you're listening to the best of investing and we're going to be right back for more information on this program call 888-912-1190 That's 888-912-1190 or visit bestofinvesting.com. Now, back to the best of investing with your host, Edward Brown. 
Welcome back to The Best of Investing. Again, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with my co-host, Nam Fon, and Matt Cordes of Pacific Private Money. First trivia question was, which actor did not survive the Magnificent Seven, but did survive the Dirty Dozen? Anybody know that? He may have had a death wish. Now do you know? I do. Yes. Who is it? Charles Bronson. Charles Bronson. That is correct. That is our special guest, Bruce Ford. want to make a quick mention here for the Transcendence Theater. So they're doing their Broadway Under the Stars in Jack London State Park in Glen Ellen. I don't know if you guys have ever been there. Isn't it, it's, isn't it, isn't it cool? It's mystical. It, it really is. Yeah. So you got to check them out. Yeah, yeah. Transcendence Theater at the Jack London, Jack, not Jack London Square, but Jack London State Park in Glen mm-hmm. Ellen. Uh, and I, I want these guys before and this is really better than broadway it really is wow go to bestnightever.org Very cool. so in the studio here we have bruce ford who's an appraiser bruce i did want to ask you a question when a homeowner knows the appraiser's coming over mm-hmm. realistically what can they do if they are looking for that higher appraisal clean up <laughs> I mean, does it really like when you go in there, see, messy? I mean, uh, it's amazing. Washing I mean, windows. What a concept. So, so you guys actually do look at stuff like no, that? No, but I'm just saying is a lot of people, this is a day and age where everybody uses their garage to store all their stuff. So nobody parks uh, their cars in their garage anymore. So the, the car garage has become the, like the dumping ground of all the personal properties and skis and golf clubs and all these other hobbies yeah. that they had at one time. But I, I, people ask me, do I have to clean up? I go, well, no, but... If you want to present the best foot forward and want to present a property that, you know, I would be comparable to other properties, I would pretend like you walked into an open house. Does it have that look and feel? It doesn't have to be. Everything doesn't have to be neat as a pin. And I know people have kids and toys and stuff like that. Of course, Um, if you're the tax assessor, it's the opposite. Right. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And the biggest advice is uh, if if you have a dog, you know, if they bite the appraiser, that's a bad thing. (laughs) (laughs) What percentage of the value goes down from the dog bite? (laughs) 2.35% is the national average. the hospital visit for the rabies shot. Right. I mean, it's amazing how many appraisals we look at and these pictures. It's like it's one thing if you're just a tenant. Right. Yeah. And then it's like, who cares? Mm-hmm. But but when you, you own the house and you see these appraisals and you go, why didn't they at least make the bed or clean up the toys or something? Well, well, real estate agents and stagers always advise people to to, you know, get a storage unit and move mm-hmm. as much stuff right. out of the house That's as good. you possibly can. Yeah. Create space and create. Well, mm-hmm. not, not just create the space, but show the space. Mm-hmm. And um, that's great advice, I think. It yeah. just you know, depends on the, the purpose the, of the It's the less mm-hmm. is more concept. So yeah. they'll, they'll strip out and make sure that, you know, there's only a bed and an end table. You know, yeah, it you know, as it's big like, as possible. So it's make the room as big as possible. Mirrors help. Yeah. So, and I, it's a really good thing for, uh, especially if a vacant property, to put yeah. the staged items in there. Now, if mm-hmm. I put a big mirror up, are you going to give it twice the square footage because you see twice as much? <laughs> the illusion. Yeah, the illusion space. of it. Okay, I just want to make sure about that. <laughs> so, the other person chiming in was Matt Cordes, who's, uh, I guess you, you're the construction specialist of Pacific Private Money, right? Yes, sir. Okay. <laughs> what kind of deals are you seeing? Uh, in, in terms of, on the construction front for private financing, um, you know, we, we've seen the typical activity all over the state that I usually see, but uh, more activity that that has been really been ramping up in the Napa Sonoma area, of course, related to the fire rebuild, which uh, over the last few times that I've been on the show, uh, it seems like it's increasing every every month. 
um, which is good to see. There's a lot of activity, a lot going on, a lot of contract build. I know that we we don't typically see a lot of those loan requests. Um, you know, there's a lot of bank financing involved. So as private lenders, we're probably seeing a fairly small sliver of of the loan requests for construction financing. Are you mm-hmm. are you potentially looking at doing a second behind a construction first with a bank? Not typically, no. no. Okay. No, so we'd like to be in first be in position first. Okay. Uh, in almost all cases, unless it's, you know, substantially complete and, mm-hmm. you know, we're just providing the last little bit of capital to finish it out. Because otherwise I could see where a lot of people were underinsured and they get a, a yeah. check from the, mm-hmm. the bank. I'm going to guess that you're going to make them spend that money first. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then what, what kind of rates uh, would you charge a borrower? You know, private rates for construction financing are much, much higher than you get through a bank. Um, I, I'm not sure what the banks up in Santa Rosa and Sonoma or Napa are doing right now, but uh, we'd be somewhere between 8.9 and up. Mm-hmm. Um, on average, we're kind of falling in the 9.5 to 10 percent range mm-hmm. for for uh, you know just interest only. Mm-hmm. And who are the borrowers coming to us for or to you for some of these uh, construction scenarios? Well, actually, it's an interesting point. We were talking about this earlier um, that we're seeing some new builders coming in from out of the area, from Sacramento and even out of state, mm-hmm. uh, to participate in the um, the rush to rebuild up here. And that's interesting activity because some of these people are bringing labor and, I suppose, materials, but to a lesser extent, from from out of the area, which is great. I'm not sure exactly what the logistics are of housing these people uh, from day to day as they're building. I mean, even if you have to put them in a hotel, some of the rates are going to be so cheap that the— uh, contractor or and or the homeowner could save quite a lot, I would think. Right. Not, yep. not, not trying to bash the local you know, right. economy, but um, mm-hmm. you know, we thought about that years ago. We thought, gosh, we could get people from Texas to come mm-hmm. and just put them up in a hotel for thirty days, mm-hmm. you know, or six months actually, when we had a big project. That pencils out. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. It seems like that's that would be a pretty. But again, big you got everything up to code. And, right. You know, right. You're paying meals though, and everything else. Right. Uh, maybe not necessarily because they have to eat anyway. Yeah. Right? But the labor cost. So, I mean, what's the hourly rate difference between bringing somebody in from the outside versus hiring local labor? No you know, idea. I don't know. I don't know what it no is now, there. but it okay. was it was it was a big disparity, you mm. know, mm-hmm. during during the 2011. Well, I, so, so that kind of gets to the, the rationale behind the move for some of these companies right. is, is they feel that they have this competitive advantage where they can come from outside of the area and not mm-hmm. be subject to the mm-hmm. the labor pinch that, mm-hmm. that exists in this market mm-hmm. and therefore build at a lower price price per square foot, be more profitable, et cetera, right. et cetera. You know, I think that remains to be seen. Right. Um, I mean, on a, on a small scale, when we had uh, put in some uh, fake lawn, mm-hmm. you know, I asked the guys, you know, well, so do you work for this local company? And they said, well, we, we're, we're actually come from like San Diego or so, or actually some of them were, a couple of them were out of state. And they go, yeah, they just send us all around the state. Wow. But, you know, and then they pay for the meals. But again, they're so used to living fairly, you know, mm. almost like gypsies. <laughs> wow. That's insane. So you're seeing that more of that activity, huh? Yeah, it's good. It's good to see. You know, we sort of predicted that that we would, you know, go through this phase of 
uh, you know, planning and then mm-hmm. uh, insurance settlement and then, you know, application and construction right. and rebuild. And that's, it's, it's, it's progressing nicely and it's good to see, you know, homes coming out of the ground again. That's, good. that's great. Guys, we're going to cut to another commercial break here. Here's our second trivia question about do you know your actors? Which actor was chased by a big truck in a movie and then chased crooks around New York on a horse? In a TV series. So in one movie in 1971, he was chased by a big truck. And then in, from 1970 to 1977, he had his own series where he chased crooks around New York on a horse. All right. I remember this one. All right. Call 888-912-1190 to answer that question. If you're the first one with the call, correct answer, you're going to win that tanning certificate. And don't touch that dial. We're going to be right back. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. Now, back to the Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to the Best of Investing. Again, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Mark Hoff. Mark, see, Mark, I see I'm so used to saying Mark Hoff. He's not here today, so we have Nam Fon filling in for him and... Matt Cordes, can't tell the players without a scorecard of Pacific Private Money. Here is our second trivia question. Which actor was chased by a big truck in a movie and then chased crooks around New York on a horse in a TV series? Uh, Bruce? <laughs> Dennis Weaver. Dennis Weaver. That is oh, correct. Man. Nicely done. He, he picks uh, actors for 200. Okay. I um, want to make a mention here for the Renaissance Indian Wells Resort. It's, uh, it's a desert oasis for a family getaway in the Coachella Valley. Perfect place to recharge or relax poolside in the Sandy Beach area or send the kids off for a day at fun at Camp Oasis. The world-class resort features well-appointed guest rooms, five restaurants, a rejuvenating spa, and if you uh, book your summer vacation now, uh, kids eat for free. Hey, uh, we're there, guys. Uh, call <laughs> 760-773-4444 or go to renindianwells.com for details. How, how young do you have to be to qualify as a kid? That's a good question. I'm going to guess 12. Oh. So we just barely made it over. Not Matt, though. He's pretty cool. No, I'm just yeah. kidding. Shave we call Matt. Him, we call him Matt shaves, then he'll pass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. You want to ask Matt a question? Yeah, so you were saying that uh, there's some out-of-area out of developers or builders coming in. Um, what areas within, you know, Santa Rosa or the, you know, is it Coffee Park, Fountain Grove, or, or both, a little both? My experience has been a little bit of both. Um, mm-hmm. As of late, I've had more, um, actually mo- more multifamily sort of discussions. Um, hmm. A little early stage for mm-hmm. actual construction financing discussions, but uh, there's going to be some multifamily coming up. Um, you know, further down the road, not not immediately. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's all, you know, in Santa Rosa. But in terms of the rebuild from Fountain Grove and Coffee Park, I'd say it's pretty evenly, evenly spread. Um, but, you know, that's just my personal perspective. So when they're coming to you, I mean, I know with other, you know, development scenarios, you're always, you're, you always ask their experience. Sure. Um, how much does their out of area experience relate to here, certainly from a knowledge standpoint, that's one thing. But building the right property for the area and codes, <laughs> and codes, yeah. Well, yeah, certainly, um, it's important that a builder have experience within a particular um, product type uh, that mm-hmm. they they have the materials and an understanding of uh, what resources, what what sort of finishes are expected at at, at a particular price point. So, if a guy's been building funeral homes and now he wants to build a, a personal residence, uh, <laughs> yeah. not so much. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> go in so many directions with that. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for that. Um, it, you know, in short, it's most about, mostly about execution. Um, mm-hmm. Can they execute a project on time and on budget? And uh, that's the main thing. If they've proven that they can mm-hmm. do that, then, you know, we have confidence that they can mm-hmm. do it in this market. Um, it's not like we're seeing people who are who have, have a history of building mm-hmm. homes that sell for four hundred, five hundred thousand, and they're trying to build a six million dollars mm-hmm. spec. That's right. that's something different, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. Um, so it's you know a handful of, of good executed projects and a uh, number of years in the business is is usually sufficient. Okay. And earlier, Bruce, you were saying that you're seeing some compression on values or, or price. Well, that's, the interesting thing that's going on is I'll just talk about the improved sales. Let's say mm-hmm. resales going on as there's uh, in terms of as of yesterday. I mean the reductions compared to increases, price increases. It's like twenty to one. Wow! So twenty reductions for every increase that's going on in the market. Okay. So a lot of a new inventories coming on the market, and I'm seeing very aggressive price reductions. I mean, we're talking within two weeks of the property first coming on the market, these experienced agents know that there's a lot more homes coming behind them mm-hmm. and they need to position their home and then get that home sold. So they're going to ag- aggressively reduce these prices in order to sell the home. So that's going to, these interest rate increases, I guess we're talking what six or seven increases in the last uh, year and a half guys, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. correct me if I'm wrong, but that is finally catching up to the market. And okay. I feel the market is now trying to adapt to where it's slowly, don't write this down yet, but it's slowly turning from you know a seller's market to a buyer's market, where a buyer's going to have choice. Mm-hmm. They're not going to have to sit on the stoop and write the offer right, right at 6.30 in the dark <laughs> yeah. on Sunday night. <laughs> They're going to actually be able to pick and choose homes of various size distances. So is this, is this a trend then, oh, necessarily? Yes. Okay. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I can definitely see this as a wow. trend. So I hear about that in the South Bay as well. But when you say aggressive reductions, like what, what percentage? Oh, no. We're just talking um, an immediate reduction of, let's say, anywhere 2 to 5%. Hmm. I mean, okay. so, there, but the reduction, usually in the old days, <laughs> old days, Two weeks ago, yeah. uh, <laughs> in the old days, they they would just they would wait to get the offer. They right. knew what the price point is that they wanted, and they would wait to get that offer. They'd wait yeah. thirty or forty five days, mm-hmm. knowing that we, they would get the offer. But and now in this market, they're reducing their prices within two to three weeks. That first reduction is going on. In wow. fact, I'm even seeing if I see a price point that's stayed the same for thirty days, I go, "What's going on?" Hmm. And here's the other premise some uh, agents may not tell you is that the sellers are demanding, I need this price point. And in yeah. order to get the listing, the listing agents will uh, capitulate. Sure. Even though it's not realistic and they may have to, yeah. They, they, they really yeah. want the listing. And they want the listing enough to say, okay, we'll do it your way for two weeks. Yeah. And then, yeah. then we'll bring in the, the reality. Yeah. Oftentimes it's the second listing agent that ends up selling the house, right? <laughs> yeah. I've heard yeah. that too. So yeah. that's not necessarily downward pressure from the market or perhaps some of it is, is buyers actually deciding to hold off for a bit. Perhaps it's a qualifying issue with Absolutely. rates going up. I think choice is really coming into it. I think that mm-hmm. we're going to see a, uh, a dynamic. When buyers can compare and contrast properties, 
quality, distance, you know, condition, bedroom count, school district, when they have a greater latitude of choice, you're going to see a lot more thoughtful buyers come into the market and they're going to have the ability to pick and choose. So no and of multiple offers over yeah, asking? Yeah. The only multiple offer situations that's going to continue to carry on is turnkey homes in spectacular locations with great benefits, you know, in terms of schools or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's just you walk in, ready pop to down, go. ready to go. <clears throat> okay. Guys, we're going to cut to one more commercial break. Trivia question here. Which actor who was the star of the movie Maverick, that was 1994, never appeared in any of the original Maverick TV series from 1957 to 1962. All right? Call 888-912-1190 for the first caller with the correct answer. You're going to win that free tanning certificate. Again, worth 100 bucks, and you can always give it away as a gift if you want, called regifting. Um, <laughs> which actor who was the star of the movie Maverick, never appeared in any of the original Maverick TV series. Okay, that's our trivia question. And when we come back, we're going to ask Nam Phan about the Pacific Private Money Fund because you're still paying over 7.5%. Yes, sir. All right, don't touch that dial. We'll be right back. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. Now, back to the Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to the best of investing. Edward Brown here along with my co-host. Uh, the third trivia question, which actor who was a star of the movie Maverick never appeared in any of the original Maverick TV series? Really? Again? Yeah. I'll take this. Mel Gibson. That is correct. <laughs> but this guy, he, I mean, he sounds like he'd be, he should be on Jeopardy, <laughs> which actually he was on ben, Jeopardy. Ben yeah. He actually qualified for Jeopardy in the 1980s. Very good. Very impressed. Um, Okay. So, uh, Nam, give us a little update on the fund. Yeah. So, the fund is currently uh, at about $40 million. So, uh, assets under management, uh, we've got about 94 loans, I think, in the fund. We're paying currently between 7.5% and 8% still. I think we're at 7.64% for for June, Uh for last month. And uh, our deal flow right now is really strong. So we uh, are definitely in a capital-raising mode. Um, and cherry-picking the deals. Cherry-picking the deals, right. So not all the loans we do go into the Pacific Private Money Fund, as people hopefully know. A lot of those uh, loans just don't qualify. They don't fit the criteria, which generally for the fund is more conservative, uh, shorter term, and, uh, and lower loan-to-value. So the weighted average, I think, is about 55% loan-to-value in the fund. And um, again, it's been a busy July, and June was a little bit quieter on the second half, but July has picked up, and um, geez, we're just uh, we're just going like crazy. So we'll see how long this continues, but uh, at the same time, we're in a capital raising mode. So if you're interested in investing, please call us at four one five eight eight three twenty one fifty, or uh, go to our website www.pacificprivatemoney.com, and you can apply for information about the fund, and you can read about it too. Um, and just ask for myself when you call Nam Phan. Very good. Uh, Bruce, so question for you. Um, in the old days, you used to be able to pick your appraiser. Now yeah. it's, I mean, you banks with firea and yeah. all that kind of stuff. They don't let yeah. you let me, do anything, do they? Let me give you it all in a nugget. So the world changed 10 years ago in 2008 when they had this thing called the HVCC. And this was brought the brainchild of 
the present governor of New York. Then he was the attorney general. So basically he put a – he found WAMU, Washington Mutual, had their hands in the cookie jar. So he said, hey, we need guidelines to prevent any of these conflicts. So most of those guidelines came through in the Dodd-Frank bill. So what it says is anybody who's getting a commission out of a loan cannot pick the appraiser nor can the homeowner pick the appraiser. So what they have is what they call a third-party entity called appraisal management companies. That being said, many banks and lenders have their own private list. And as long as the person managing the appraisal panel and picking the appraiser is outside of the loan commission scenario, they can actually have an in-house person picking the appraiser. That's the specific. But these are Fannie Mae and GSE, government-sponsored entities who do this. FHA, VA, Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, the following. Mm-hmm. So many of these lenders resell the loans to those entities. Tell us some uh, fun stories. About appraising. First yeah. of all, it's a really good profession, and I want to encourage your listeners, if they have a, a nephew or a niece who's sitting around for the summer and not doing anything, um, I encourage them to come to our once-a-month meetings in Petaluma at the REAA, the Real Estate Appraisers Association, which I'm the president. So I need, uh, or I'm requesting, I'm having people think about a career in appraising because it is, our numbers have gone down significantly. As far as interesting, um, didn't happen to me, but a buddy of mine, when uh, when I was appraising in L.A., uh, this major Hollywood star had just been cut from his TV series. His home was refied, and he was, the appraiser visited him, and apparently, I'm not going to name names, but... Apparently, it was uh, hinted at that he needed a certain value, and uh, could he see his way clear, you know what I mean? And the wallet was on the table, and <laughs> mysteriously, greens were exposed. How, how uh, much of an appraisal did he need? I don't qualify? know. Oh, that that yeah. piece of the story I've long forgotten. But I got to tell you, that was, for me, a very exciting market to be in. Because once I got past my track homes, and I specialized in Bel Air, Beverly Hills, and Malibu. Really? Yeah, Malibu wow. was an absolutely wonderful market. So everything, it wasn't Baywatch. Yeah. <laughs> it was better. <laughs> but it's still like that, isn't it? It's, it's very like that. much like that. But it's a very, what I call a shoebox market, meaning it's a very long market. We're talking 25 miles and mm-hmm. one mile deep, right? Mm-hmm. 25 miles long, one mile mm-hmm. deep. And the one mile deep is a steep canyon. Right. So that's a really specialized, and you guys may find this interesting. So when you're dissecting the view, there's blue water panoramic, you're elevated. There's white water, and then there's white water beach break, right? Huh. Okay. So, right? And then there's PCH, yeah. beach side, yeah. PCH, high side, noise. You know, I mean, there's all these variety of factors. Huh. So I really, I enjoyed, because it was so challenging in terms yeah. of, like, getting, you know, and I did a bunch of, you know, Hollywood stars and so forth. But it was a really, really fun time. And, you know, my God, the weather was perfect, and right. can't beat it. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah, I every huh. once in a while I'll see reruns of Two and a Half Men, and and <laughs> I, so you see that right. Malibu Beach. Uh, I've always picked out. And I go, that's yeah. my house. Yeah. I want that house. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can only imagine how expensive those yeah, houses are. That's right. So that's uh, good. So you're going to ask uh, a question, right? Yeah. Uh, so Matt? so I have a question for you, Bruce, um, related to. Uh, rebuild as well. When someone's looking to build a house, whether they're rebuilding in Santa Rosa or anywhere, um, do you have any advice for uh, someone who's going into designing their house and and laying out the floor plan, etc.? 
to to get the most out of their uh, out of their dollar in terms of and value. I've been doing this a long time, and the way I look at properties is almost like you have to. Let's say you've got a black piece of land. You should approach that property like you're going to be there a while, okay? So you want to be there in the morning. You want to be there in the middle of the day. You want to be there in the evening. You want to see how the sun sets. You want to see how the sun rises. Hmm. You want to see the approaches. You want to see that the land is stable, that you're not a flood zone, that you don't have any land movement, that you don't have any history of soils movements in the area. Don't you have soil compression? So think about how the home would sit on the property, how it would be oriented, how you would approach it how you would be in there in the evening. And don't forget your feng shui master. Your feng shui master. How is it going to live? How right? is it going to live? How, how, what is it for you and your wife? Are you going to live there alone? Are you going to raise a family there? Are you going to have, uh, you know, when I pick my home, you know, the, the kids are in one wing, right? Yeah. I'm at the other yeah. side, right? Yeah. Especially if they're teenagers, right? So the, there's a, I, I see a lot of people but, you know, make sure that there's a separation between bedrooms, you know, between the yeah. regular bedrooms and the master bedrooms. Do you want my brother and his wife, uh, they were had childless, but they wanted a living room and a family room. They wanted the living room because they could just uh, keep it clean and everything. And the family room, they could just have their videos and books strewn about. And they didn't care. So a lot of people have really deep choices, personal choices about their lifestyle. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Here it goes back to lifestyle. You're going to be on the back with your, you can build a pool. Do you have room for a pool? Right. You know what I mean? Are you going to maintain this? Are you a tennis freak? Do you want to build a tennis court? Do you, is it one of these properties where it's steep, but if you build on the high side, you're going to get the view, right? Yeah. You're going to have to pay a little more money. You can do a little more engineering, oh, yeah. but you really want that view because in the end, you may end up just enjoying it and it'll sell for more. Hmm. Interesting. Wow, cool. that's a lot to go into it. Yeah. Is it typical also, you know, bathrooms and kitchens are the, are the big? Absolutely. You know. So two things that drive buyers' decisions, kitchens and master, master bathrooms. Bath. You know, the yeah. women want to, third thing, closets, right? Hmm. Oh, yeah. Women will walk in, she'll look at the closets big, sure. right? Is it big enough for my stuff, right? Where are my shoes going, right? Yeah. yeah. So that's just, that's the nature of my wife won't now when she looks at houses. Of course, we're not going to move yet, but it's. Uh, I want his bathroom completely over there, and I want my bathroom and sink and closet over here. Yeah, complete separation. Same. Outside. Yeah. Outside. Yeah, that's where I, I go. Let's build a doghouse really big. Two sinks. If you're mad. Uh, oh, yeah. Two absolutely. sinks, right? We, we, my wife and I, actually, we, we actually looked at a house here in Marin some years ago, and the, the the deciding factor that kept us from making an offer was that the closet in the master bedroom was too small. There you small. go. Property right. was amazing, but we couldn't do it. All right. Don't touch that dial. The best of investing will be right back with some closing comments. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. Now, back to the best of investing with your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to The Best of Investing. Last time for today, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Manam Fon and Matt Cordes and our special guest, Bruce Ford. Uh, Bruce, so typically you're hired by banks, right? Right. And an appraiser, you know, is obviously their job is to find a value on a property. You know, I, I'm going to be hired tomorrow to do a lot, literally a lot of post-fire, meaning they lost their home. They bought a new home, a replacement home. But they want to know the, the insurance company wants to know the value of the lot 
that they bought. So I, I solve problems having to do with market value, but I can be hired by a homeowner or an agent in certain situations. For a instance, divorce, divorce, right, yeah. uh, bankruptcy, uh, tax appeal, private sale, probate. The famous one is usually the the mother has died, the father's been gone, brother wants they both got given the house, brother wants to buy out sister. Or the other way around. Right. Yeah. And so I'm called in and usually they have enough cash or they can qualify, but they want to know, gee, if before I go out and get a loan, what is this property really worth? And then they have a good idea of how much they can afford to go get a loan on what, the property. What do you typically typically charge for a typical appraisal? A typical is like six hundred dollars. Yeah. And that's what the VA uh, allows me to charge. So that's not you know high. It's just it's just, it's yeah. the it's in keeping with the market norms. Mm-hmm. So um, but you get somebody who knows the market really well and I've been appraising twenty six years and I know Marin, Knapp, and Sonoma extremely well. And so you're getting uh, my expertise. And if you have situations where you don't know how, how far to go with this, meaning I want to have an appraisal, but I don't know uh, with the parameters of it, I can actually walk you through that. Okay. And I want to make sure that you understand my appraisal process, so I'll educate you along the way. Oh, that's good. I, I, what I liked, I, I'm looking at your card. I like the part that says prenuptial agreements. <laughs> Honey, we're about to get married. But before we do, I want you to meet my appraiser. <laughs> Starting out right. Huh? Absolutely. So that story is interesting because I was called in by a, a rock star's wife. And this particular rock star is in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So, And they needed a value on the property because they were entering into... Obviously, a prenuptial agreement. They needed a value and so forth. So it's very complex property, nonetheless. So, how do before we cut out for the day? Uh, how do people get a hold of you for these uh, appraisals? I have a local number. It's very easy to remember. It's seven zero seven seven three two six four zero three. And my email is also very simple. It's Bruce J Ford at yahoo.com. I'll spell it. B-R-U-C-E-J-F-O-R-D at yahoo.com. And if you want to go deeper, my e- uh, my website at norcalquality.com, N-O-R-C-A-L hyphen quality.com. You know, I can, I can imagine, let's say, a homeowner who wants to do a property tax appeal and is maybe concerned uh, ahead of time. So I could see him hiring you. And if the appraisal comes in low, then you go back to the assessor and say, look, I've had an appraisal done. If if you come in with a figure that's at least as high mm-hmm. as what it's being assessed for, mm-hmm. you kind of just sort of push that, put that on the shelf. Yeah. Right? So that market was robust in 09, 10, yeah. 11. And now the, the tide has risen many, many boats. So you're not going to see that for a while. That's what I was wondering. Some of these people who specialize in property tax appeal. I mean, I, I get letters from people out of state. You know, yeah, we're... You know, your house, well, we're going to get your house down to being worth, you know, 150000 I go, yeah, good luck on that one. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> hey, Matt, how do people get a hold of you? Got it. Um, yeah, they can call me uh, direct here at the office. Um, Four one up. What is our four one five eight eight three twenty one fifty? I usually see, give out my cell phone number. Yeah, not so it the shows you how number. often he's in the office. I'll tell you. <laughs> I'm an extension one zero seven. There you go. And then um, uh, Nam, how do people get a hold of you if they're interested in the fund? They can call four one five eight eight three twenty one fifty or go to www.pacificprivatemoney.com. All right, Bruce Ford, appraiser. Thank you for joining us. Thank you yet again. Thoughts for the day. Always end the day with a positive thought. No matter how hard things were, tomorrow 
allows a fresh opportunity to make it better. And one small positive thought in the morning can change the entire outcome of your day. Ain't that sweet? You like that? I did that just for you, Matt. Oh, thanks. Okay. Tune in next week to The Best of Investing. We're going to be giving away more free prizes for answering trivia questions. Thanks for listening. On behalf of our team, I'm Edward Brown, wishing you the best of investing. So long. You've been listening to The Best of Investing with Edward Brown. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. And join us again next week for the best of investing on the Bay Area's business leader. AM 1220 KDLW. This radio broadcast is in no way an offer to sell securities except where applicable in states where we are registered or where an exemption or exclusion from such registration exists. Information discussed during this broadcast, whether stock quotes, charts, articles, or any other statement or statements regarding market or other financial information is obtained from sources which we... Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.